Hey everyone, what's up? This is ARW Raw, and I am here today with special guest Big Dombie, the princess, coming to you from Michigan, the dopest female rapper alive, boo! <laughs> what's good? <laughs> yes, queen! I'm so here for your energy, your vibe, like... You coming with the energy for real, for real. I know I ain't really been like coming with the, I ain't really been coming with it. I ain't gonna lie because I've been chilling, but you know, <laughs> you got it. You got that contagious energy. I like it. Girl, you too. I like your vibe. Maybe we have to have a song together one day. You know how it is, but I love, I would love your vibe. Uh, right before we got on the show, we were talking about like how I saw a tweet with you and me and Sukihana and a bunch of smaller slash on the come up rappers um, and being dope female lyricists and the best female rappers that are underrated that, that's what someone was saying they were like tweeting back to world star like oh who's the most underrated female rappers you know lyricists whatever and you were brought up and i remember reading the palm article about you and your whole career so far and everything so i was so amazed to see you online like popping off i'm just so pumped to like have you here to introduce you to my fans and everything girl for real this is a shock to me everything you say to me i'm like damn for real <laughs> Really? <laughs> Yo, for real, yeah. Like, I'm very surprised. I didn't even see that post. Girl, literally in the club in LA, one time I requested one of your songs. It was, like, not on Spotify. It was on SoundCloud. And they were like, I can't play it on SoundCloud. I was like, why is she not bigger? Blow up, queen. I feel you. My latest song, Fatty Case, it was supposed to go on freaking uh, Spotify and iTunes and stuff like that. But my file was corrupted. What? So, and I know. Ain't that kind of weird? But like, That's so weird. Running. I'm still learning about all that, so. No, I can help you, like, off the air for real. Like, you should own your distribution and don't let people buy you out. Like, do it through DistroKid or, like, an online distributor because yeah, then you I don't mean. have to, like, be scheduling it every time on iTunes. It just goes everywhere, like TikTok, Instagram, everything. Yep. That's exactly what I went through, DistroKid. See, that's what you need. Okay, I'm going to look up this tweet right now while we're on the air, but I would love if you could talk to my Westies, which is my fans. This is what they call themselves. They'd, they'd be cute and everything. Um. Yas Westies, Westie gang, what's up? You're what's a Westie up, now. Westie gang, that is so cute. Kind of remind me of um, what's her name? Chanel West Coast. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, my full name is Amanda Rome West. That's my real name. So okay. So Westies. Westies. Okay. Okay. I just found the tweet. Everyone. Okay. So the tweet is from Big O OG Dries. Um. So I think it's Dreezy. Obviously, I thought it was World Star. Um. It says lyrical female rappers appreciation tweet. Just because the people sleep. Add somebody on the list. Put somebody on today. And then it says, Rennie Rucci, Suki Hana, Tay Money, Young Baby Tay, Amanda Rome West, Tokyo Jets, Mayokia, and Big Don B, the princess. That's wild. Sheets, you know. It freaking says. Don't sleep on us. Period. Ripper Ripper. Don't sleep on us. And that's just yeah, don't sleep on us. But when I saw you on that list, I don't know why I put Tsukihana in that list mentally. Like, she has like millions of followers. What was I saying? Um, <laughs> Literally. But I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Because when I saw Young Baby Tate, I was like, I love her in that Ash Nico song. Like, um, so good. It's so, the song Stupid, I think she's on. I love it. And I was like, when I saw that tweet, I was like, all right, we need to get you in on my next album. Like, I need to literally like get your stems. We could do a session like virtually to LA, you know? And pop off with a queen. Bro, I freaking love her, though. Right? I love her so much. It's such a vibe. And, and you know, like, I like you a lot because when I looked you up, I was like, damn, your music is not that accessible online. 
but it was hard to, so it's hard to find it right but once i found it like through youtube and all that stuff i was like oh i love this girl right now i was like period i love her music i love her taste i love her vibe like everything visually with you and we'll get into that a little bit later with like your music videos and stuff but everything visual with you like screams to me like you are just ready to be in la like I can't believe you live in Michigan. That's why the last time we were supposed to podcast, I was like 6 p.m. and I thought you were here. Like, you give off the vibe. You're like in LA. Yo, you're not the only person who told me that. I'm like, wait, but I've heard bad things about the LA vibe. Like, no. No. Okay. So here's the tea on LA. You know, like the people from LA, my best friend was saying this earlier when we were Pelotoning together online. She said, people in LA are condescending. They think they're the best at everything. But people Mm -hmm. like you, she was talking to me, people like you you're down to earth because you're not from there and you want your hustle. And I'm from DC originally. So, you know, I've had a hustle to get here. For real, for real. And like, you know, I'd be honored to have you on a track sometime. Like you are so talented queen, period, pop off. (laughs) Period, pop off. But for real, for real. I would love to do anything. I love doing music with people who are equally driven, you know? Like, it don't feel like- I know exactly what you're saying because sometimes there are people who are talented, you know, but they're not driven. It's like, if you can't work for your career, like, I can't push this song, you know? Like, I know you would promote it. I know your fans would vibe. Like, I know everyone would listen to it and have a good time, you know? I don't like when when I work with people who I have with in the past where they don't have the same following or the same attention as I do because it's like, look, if you don't have attention on you, then why am I working with you, period? I feel you. I feel you. It ain't even really fully the attention on you. It's kind of more so, like, if you're not loving what you do, why would I want to do it with you? <laughs> like, I don't want No, yeah, that's that's more what I mean. Like, you have to be promoting yourself. You have to be passionate. You have to love what you're doing and love your brand. For real. And I'm not going to, like, push your brand for you. Like, you got to have your brand. You got to be you. For real. For real. Yeah, you, but I, I love I love all your wigs. I love all of, all of you. So if you could give my fans just, like, a rundown of who you are, you know, what you've done so far and where you're going, I would love to hear that. I think all my Westies have... Wanted to hear about some other female rappers I'm putting on. Um, I'm also having Sadie Stick, who I just finished a song with, that's coming out in July with the music video. Stan, I'm having her on the show. So I'm like, we got to set the record straight with these female rappers. Get it popping in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, I'm B, known as Big Don Be the Princess, Big B, The Mitten Princess. The list goes on and on and on. There's so many different variations of it. You know, um... And I do this music shit for real, for real. Like, I've been doing music ever since I was a little kid in my own different variations. I used to sing. I used to rap and stuff like that. Like, completely forgot about it, though. Like, that's kind of weird. But then, like, I just, like, found my way back to it. And, you know, it's just kind of feel like we're home in. <laughs> um, other than that, like, I just kind of focus on me. Focus on me and what I can do to become the version of myself I see in my head. Like, I don't really be trying to, I don't focus on nobody else, really, for real, for real. That's That's what you got to do. You got to focus on yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Me and my family, you know, like, and close friends. But even my close friends, you know, I kind of shut myself off from. I I feel that. You know. It's kind of hard when you're, like, an artist. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been fighting against, you know, like, I'm a normal person, you know, and I want to step into the light, like, you know, get myself out there. But in that same breath, like, I don't like messing with people. I do not trust people. And I'm like, and I'm very, I'm an introverted and extroverted type person. So like, you know, sometimes I don't want to be bothered by nobody. I totally feel that. And it's hard to explain that to people. Like, I'm very similar way. Like, I can be on stage, such a big energy, right? 
But for example, like I'm doing this huge show on Thursday in Miami. It's my first show back like since COVID and I'm the headliner and it's like, it feels so good to do that. It feels so amazing, but people don't know the prep, the energy, the rehearsals, the manicures, the spray tans, the shopping, everything. <laughs> like rehearsals of yeah, dance moves, like vocals that goes into it. Exactly. People don't get how much work goes into it. So when you feel drained, people think, oh, you're an introvert, but you're really just like so drained from putting your, your I guess, superhuman self into your art because you have to be the most you for your art, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. And yeah, some of us out here actually are introverts and extroverts. And sometimes being around people just take away too much energy, you know? Right. Sometimes when I talk for too damn long, I'm like, all right, I need to be quiet because I got to recharge, you know? Like, <laughs> I feel you got to <laughs> recharge and everything. And it's so it's so crazy that, like, I discovered you from reading about you on Palm and Twitter because I know your past music that's been on YouTube. But what is Fatty Cakes all about? Like, what is the messaging behind that? Like, what... What what did you put into this like song? Because I know I know you have a lot to say about like the patriarchy, like you know our our uh, country, everything. You have a lot to say, and I love that. Like I totally agree with everything you post, and like it just resonates a lot with me. So like, what what does Fatty Cakes embody? Well, Fatty Cakes is whoever like felt lesser than. I feel like the norm or what's average or things of that nature is like you know what everybody got to follow. And I don't, right. I don't like that. Like, you know, it's just I want everybody to feel comfortable in their own skin and be able to uplift themselves regardless of what they look like, you know, regardless of what size they is, you know? Totally. Like, that that resonates so much with me because people always bully me when I was younger for being heavier. Like, I was always on the heavier side um, my whole life, and people always were judging me for that. And it's like, why does it matter to you? Why does it matter what I look like? Like, now... I look a lot different, but that doesn't mean I'm a different person and you shouldn't treat people differently based on their size because you don't know their story, you know? Exactly. I just think people people so hurt on the inside and they don't like themselves. They don't love what they see when they look in the mirror. So they got to make sure other people don't feel uplifted or have more confidence than, you know, exactly they have have to lower you down to their level so that they feel better about themselves because all of us who love ourselves you know us bigger girls us girls who you know look a little different sound a little different have a different vibe people always have something to say about that and people consider me like a bigger girl in quotes like even though i'm only a size 10 it's like or only or whatever you know all these body standards is like messed up it's like why can't we all just be people like why do you have to say smaller girls bigger girls this like we have to label ourselves so much because society wants to label anyone above a size four as fat <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, um, that's literally, period. Been, like, though, what? For centuries, like the body standard always changes, like throughout constantly, the years, and you can never please the the media. It's like flat butt, big butt, like yeah, small nose, like big nose. Like, you can't decide on it, you know. To make people insecure, that's how you get your money, you know. You that's how they profit off of you. Exactly. Exactly. I, I'm glad to see someone else who's a woman sees that, and like, I love the fact that you're not apologetic of your body like people are so mean to so many women especially (laughs) here in LA like people always say to me like oh your face is so pretty it's like don't say that to me bitch my body is pretty period that's my thing it's just like when you grew up going through traumatic events you grew up with your family telling you you're not shit you grew up with motherfuckers in school like talking down on you motherfuckers bullying you hurting your feelings constantly making you feeling less than you grow that skin you grow that confidence you grow that self-love because you're the only person that you're going to get it from. You ain't going to get it from your family, your mother, your father. Like, you got to do that shit yourself, you know? So That's like, totally facts. That's totally facts.
it takes it may take a little longer for some people in order to get that confidence in yourself you kind of got to put yourself through it facts you have to deal with the lessons god gives you because i feel like every person that comes into your life or everything that happens to you is meant for a reason it's either meant to be a blessing in your life or teach you something and you can't like look at things as you know like oh that like wasted so much of my time or like that wasted so much of my money or is so draining it's like well you had to go through it to be where you are now so you have you had to do it that's true in every lesson there's a blessing like rooted in it so like my blessings are my lessons and vice versa totally I feel that and I feel like some people haven't gone through enough and especially you know those of us who hustle like you're totally a hustler girl like you pop off with all your work i see how hard you're working and it's really incredible to watch someone taking their brand next level like i was just where you are in your career where you're just like trying to get your music out there and like get shows and like you know get to la and all that and you know now now i'm doing headliner shows and stuff like it's definitely doable like if you're passionate enough about what you do and your audience and the songs you make like you can make it and i feel like you are you're totally embodied by your entire message and your entire brand for real, for real. I mean, like, LA has never really been a targeted place for me to go. Like, I don't really care too much about LA. I don't only go just to further myself in my career. But exactly. Like, yeah. And then leave. Well, <laughs> just use it as, like, a, a mechanism for promotion. Exactly. Yeah. And getting where you gotta go. Because, let's face it, every big musician or anyone aspiring to be a big musician has to kind of grind in their city. And then they, they often go to, like, you know, New York or LA or, like, Nashville mm-hmm. or something for the stuff music like stuff yeah definitely for the producers like i would i couldn't make it without my producers out here like facts like i wish i could be in dc with my family all the time but like all the opportunities out here to be on tv promote myself you know record with dope people and put on shows it's all out here so mm-hmm. you know i feel like it's it's really um something that traps people because it's like what if you don't want to go to la like what if you don't you know what i mean like i went to college here i went to business cinematic arts um major at usc i got my degree last year shout out have my Masters of Science in Business and Film. Yas Queen. (laughs) But you know, you gotta like do what's what's true to you. Like if that wasn't true to me, I wouldn't have done it. Like that was just like what spoke to me. And like I think we need to globalize the music industry so people don't have to ask questions like, oh, you know, when are you moving to LA or when are you gonna take your music seriously? It's like people can take their music seriously from anywhere. But like exactly for real for it's just messed up that all the best producers are here, you know, like the people who are like constantly working with the labels and like the, the people on the quote unquote come up are like out here always. I mean, but like, I feel like you can get some good work done with whatever producer is around you. If he knows That's fact. You just have to be creative. Doing. You know, he just got to know what he's doing. You got to come to the plate with it. And it's just like, no, it's not just about these big labels. It's barely about these labels nowadays. Period. And we can all, we can all come up on our own and. I, when I leave for my trip for Miami, it, they're literally paying for all my expenses through this app that represents independent music artists. And it's called Music Swipe. It's dropping in the app store really soon. And their goal is to promote artists without needing a label. And I'm like, exactly. Like, I don't want to have to give a cut to people who don't even help me or people who aren't going to, you know, help me um, get to the next people who aren't going to help me get to the next level. And like, you know, one day I would love to be signed by like a huge label, obviously, like I think a lot of people do. But yeah. at the same time, it's like we can make it without that. And, like, we could be female rappers on the come up and, like, help each other grow. Like, I love my female rapper community and I definitely consider you part of it now. And, like, I love promoting people, putting them on, you know, and just getting cross-platform promotion and cross-fandom uh, promotion. That's kind of how you have to do it. For real. Like, that's kind of... I kind of came into this whole rap thing a little bit too whimsical in my thoughts, thinking I was going to be cool with everybody in the world. 
forget what? You are life. cool. I know, no, no. I know that I'm cool, but not everybody else. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I was bullied growing up, so I feel that. You never know what you're finna get with people. The people who were showing you love for one second, the moment you start like, like progressing in the same field as them, they start acting weird. Like. Totally, and I think some people don't want to stand up and clap when they see you winning, just like you would do it for them. They wouldn't do it for you because they don't have what you have and they don't move like you do. So they're a little jealous, you know, and they kind of hold back and they kind of don't show you love. And I've had so many people like that in my life. And it's like, I don't need toxicity in my life. So I just cut that out. Like I cut anyone out who just causes me toxicity or negativity. Like I don't need that blocking my flow period. That is the truth. It's just, it's just, that's like what's authentic to me. Like I'm sure it is to you as well. Like you have believed in yourself since day one. Like the people closest to you obviously believed in you, but like, you never cared how many people were hating on you, how, however many people told you to stop, however many people told you you're ugly, you're fat, you're terrible. People told me that my whole life, and I never let it bring me down, and finally I've gotten to this point where I'm literally being paid to do what I do, and I'm making a living off of it, and it's crazy, dude. You're definitely a good one, because I cannot sit here and say with a straight face that I never let that shit, I mean, I never let those activities <laughs> get me down, because that is not the truth. People words hurt bro like things that people say sometimes hurt and especially if you were brought up in a way that you believe those things about yourself like I will never be the type of person to be like oh well I went through all this and it never hurt me it never fazed me no it took me a long time and a lot of hard work to get to the mentality that I'm at now I was (laughs) nah I totally feel you like that that's how it is yeah like you had to believe in yourself and you had to grind your way at the top but like that doesn't mean that you forgot everything that happened to you because people always love to say like oh you're so strong like you know a lot of people bullied me online and that's kind of how I got famous I made a video pretending to get a face tattoo and it was like Mm -hmm. funny like it was at my friend's tattoo parlor in um, Maryland where I'm from like right next to DC so it was really funny right like it was a joke to us but these people were like oh you're an idiot you get a face tattoo all this stuff and that's kind of how the attention started getting on me online um, with the rap career in 2018 like I already had attention on me online from being on a snapchat show that I was on and being on a facebook show and all these things I do but you know what really got me people looking at me was like people bullying me online and people resharing that post and it's like yes I'm grateful for all the views like I got millions of views off of that on facebook but at the same time it's like I felt really kicked to the curb and my manager at the time was doing this to me he was like oh you have to post these videos and he like wouldn't let me lose weight and things like that and it was really abusive and really um I don't know how to describe it. It was just like, he didn't respect me as a person. Like I was only a way for him to make money off as a business and my mental health and my emotional health didn't matter to him. And it's like, that's how I decided to manage myself. And I was like, I'm not going to let people manage me who, you know, don't care about my feelings or who I am. And like, this was someone who I thought was a close friend who I considered a close friend at the time. And it's just like, don't tell me what to do so that you can get more views so I can be the laughing stock. And you tell me how to do these things. And you pose me a certain way to to fit your picture of what you want me to be. I want to be myself. I don't care if I'm heavier or lighter. I don't care if I'm, you know, wearing this or wearing that. I just want to be my choice. I don't want you to be controlling me. It's just hard. You know what I mean? Because I feel like society wants to control people. And like, as someone online who you've called yourself fat, you call yourself, you know, you have your song Fatty Cakes. What What do you think about people's label about fat? Like, I see it as like a neutral term, but people really try to use it as an insult. Um, 
I feel like, yeah, people do use it as an insult, but at the end of the day, it's just a characteristic. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just like an adjective. It's like, you don't have to go so hard on it, boo. Period. Like, fat, skinny, tall, short, like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, like, who cares? Care. And, like, I love how you post in, like, all your crazy clothes. Like, I do that, too, and you know, I don't care who hates on me for doing it because it's like you only got one life in this body, so you better live it right, you know? For real. I just dress the way I want to dress, the way that makes me happy. Like, I don't even consider it me being extra or outlandish or crazy. It's just me just living. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's just act. living your it's life. Not... You aren't doing it for other people. Exactly. And that's kind of just who I am in general. I'm just going to do me, be me, regardless of what anybody got to say. Like, you know? I love your song, Shut the F Up, and I love your song, Sexy. And I feel like those songs just kind of... And if you guys listening have not heard her, go look her up. Big Dom B. Go look her up. Listen to her music. She pops off Lyrical Genius. All right. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. These two songs. They're all about how you love yourself. You don't care what anyone got to say. F the haters. So what got you on the rap game? Like, first off, like, you have this message, right? Like, I've seen this message from you since day one. But how did you become a rapper and be able to have the confidence to sing these songs and rap these songs where you are the main character, you know, you are the one who is telling society what it is. You are the tastemaker. How does it feel like coming up as that, you know, becoming a rapper? How did that feel? I guess, explain to me all of that. Well, basically I, I would quote unquote say I became a rapper after like, um, I was in the shelter for like when I turned what 16 or something like that. My mom had or whatever. And there was this girl there who I used to be real cool with. We no longer cool, but you know, I've always loved the things that we've been through. But um, we used to just like freestyle back and forth, freestyle back and forth. Like if there was people we didn't like, we would freestyle about them and like and shit like that. And I like really liked doing it. Like, and I'm just like, dang, this brings me lots of joy. Like, okay. So like um, a little bit of years go by and I like start trickling, you know, doing little things like planting little seeds and stuff like that until I like basically was like I'm gonna do this you know so female rappers started to get real prevalent and I'm just like dang if she can do it I can do it like I was just seeing so many people and then Lizzo came and I'm just like damn Lizzo like well sorry I'm I didn't mean to cuss no you're good you're good no you're on something I feel you you know and then when Lizzo came I'm just like dang even Lizzo like if these people can do it, why shouldn't I be able to do it? Then, like, so many just trash people who was basically just getting, like, <laughs> who was basically getting clout simply for internet clicks. Like, I know what you're talking about with, like, the IG. Like, whoa, like- Vicky, bro. Like, the whoa, Vicky stuff. Like, how she got, how she pop off like that. I'm just like, if y'all don't get this out my face, bro. Like, just stuff like that. Yeah. No, you know, whoa, like, Vicky was like, really- whoa, Vicky, stop. <laughs> Yo, like she clearly had no drive, ambition to do it. She just seen us where the cash was at, and that's the people that I'm just. Like, I mean, uh, I feel you face. because I like, feel you because there's certain internet rappers where it's like you can see they hustle, like they care about it, but they do it for clicks though. But it's like okay, like you kind of gotta do something different to get attention, right? But like there's those people who don't care, like her. You can just see her like waving the money in the camera and being like putting on nothing. accents and like, stuff. Literally, she do the whole blackface thing and claim she black and stuff like that. Like, and she does the accent. She does the accent says the n-word. You're like, what? You're like, you're not even black. Yeah, like, I just don't like people like that. Like, mm, They're doing it for clout, like that part. Yeah, that's all it is. Like that, I mean, that's, that is all it is. And like, that's it, interesting you say like when you so-called became a rapper is when you were in the shelter at 16 because 
it, it's just like you don't ever really become a rapper it's kind of like you've always been a rapper since you were born and like it kind of just was like you were able to access that part of yourself when you were put in that situation I think that's so interesting like oh. did you rap before that or did that kind of encourage you to rap like were you just like f it I'm gonna go after my dreams no, I used to rap before that too, but like little play things with my siblings and stuff like that. But oh yeah, like you was, were saying, like little patterns and stuff like that to yourself, you know? Yeah, you know, just like coming up with random freestyles out the blue and like just having fun with my like siblings. But like I kind of completely forgot about that because I went through a lot. You know, sometimes when you go through traumatic things, you completely forget about a lot of stuff like in your past. And yeah, like, I completely forgot I even did that. You that's know, that's crazy. Like. One day. Hmm? wait say that again I said I was talking to my brother one day and I was telling him like I think I actually want to do this and he basically just laughed at me and was like you used to do this all the time when we was kids and I was just confused <laughs> like, like and he was like I thought he was like when are you gonna start putting it out I always thought he was a rapper like, <laughs> yeah for real like, for, that's, I mean that's so bad but like, like I feel that like I only a quote unquote officially became a rapper in 2018 but that's why I put my first single watch me out but I, I have written songs for TV shows before then. I had done licensing before then, all that. And that's on me, period, because I literally fired both both the managers I had at the time. And I literally then never had a manager again. So I'm like, if you're a good manager, holler at me, but I'm going to manage myself. And I got myself moved up in L.A. I did big shows. I'm, I just did the Viper Room residency last year. And now I'm going to Miami for this Music Swipe headliner show. And I'm like, I want to. I want to make this like my living, you know, and like it's so Big surreal. Like, yes, <laughs> if your dreams are worth having, you know, you have to live them. You only get one life, you know. Facts. I mean, allegedly. <laughs> I have a cat. Maybe she'll live eight more lives. Who knows? Maybe she's already lived the other eight. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows how many lives we get? Maybe just one or. But that's like crazy that you're also from Michigan because you brought up Lizzo like. My friend in L.A. actually knew her before she was famous. And he was like, yeah, Michigan has its own music scene. Like, there's a whole music scene in Michigan. And I never knew that until he started talking about it. And it's like, it's so dope that, like, Prince was there. Everyone, you know, cool, always tours there and everything. But there's the there's the local scene. Like, can you tell me some more about that? Like, how you've, like, been involved in the local scene? Um, our scene is actually pretty interesting. It's full of freaking comedians. You know, people <laughs> who've been through a lot, but they, like, you know, we all, at the end of the day, we're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to pray together, be together. But I, like, I'm kind of new to this, and, like, I've been trying to get my foot into, like, little scenarios and stuff like that. And I don't know. I'm excited to do so. But as of right now, through this whole COVID thing, and I started popping off in the middle of COVID, I ain't really been out here like that. Yeah, what got you popping off, I must ask. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how Palm, you know Palm? No, who's that? He's this guy, Dylan Fleming. He wrote about you on his page. On his page was one of your releases. I think it was sexy. Did you say Palm? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Paul. Oh, no, 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 no. Palm. Palm. You know Palm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I just did a little interview over there with him not too long ago. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, he was on the show um at the beginning of this season, actually, like the second episode of the season. Um, and he and I play Animal Crossing together. I'm actually wearing an Animal Crossing shirt right now. I'm like such a simple for Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, but add me on there if you're on there. Um, but <laughs> you know, you know how it is. Like, I think it's so cool that you're on his page. Like, you're promoting yourself. Like, all we can do during COVID is like promote ourselves online, like share our art okay. with the world, and and be ourselves. Because I feel like so many artists are worrying. Oh, how am I going to get to my fans? Like, how are my fans? 
gonna connect with me and it's like all you have to do dude is like be yourself and show right, that online right. and people will understand the reflection of who you are and they will want to listen to your music period that's crazy that you just said that because i was just watching the video like before we started talking and a man literally said exactly what you just said verbatim like really verbatim. what video yes. this is crazy yes hold up i'm gonna read it hold up let me look I love that we're like pulling things up. Like that has to be part of this podcast. Yeah. And we will have to do a follow up episode with you in like two years. See where you're at. Like, like, no, and you're like, you're like touring the world with like Rico and like Sweetie. I'm like, okay, ah, yeah, that girl. Come on, manifest, manifest, manifest. Okay. His name is Hines, and he's like a really deep spiritual person. Um, I'm not sure if it was how to feel calm and comfortable. No, it's not that one. I think it was let's balance ourselves. That one he just posted pretty dope person i just started like getting into his videos interesting what's his instagram i'm gonna follow him i don't follow him on instagram just youtube just youtube what's his youtube heinz h-i-n-d-z h-i-n-d-z mm-hmm. he has like dreads light skin male kind of handsome let's see oh yeah i see him he's 258 subscribers what if you made a bet on yourself today and won that one yeah, he did that one too, but that's not the one he said it in. I think it was let's balance ourselves that he said it in. I feel I feel you though. Like that's it's oh yeah, I see this. Okay. No, I, I feel I feel you. You should watch my YouTube, by the way. If you watch YouTube, I have all my music videos there and like a ton of vlogs. Yeah, remember um you have you had commented on one of my videos and I didn't see it till months later, but like I've been I remember that you got back to me. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, Oh, I did not see this, but I feel so bad. Like I'm gonna say something. <laughs> I just followed you. Subscribe to your page. You should subscribe to mine. Oh, I think I am. Hold on. What is it called? I love oh, it's Amanda Rome West. I love this Saddy to Maddie video. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, it was long. That I was love long. the sexy music to... video too. That was good. Thank you. I was really proud of that one. I I love it so much. I honestly could see us collabing and you come here and I like get you in the music video. You know, we pop off with it. Like that would that would go hard. That would go hard. They'd be like, Let's what go. was it again? Oh, it's Amanda Rome West. Just my full name. Okay. Do you track it? Um, I'm, I'm I got the M. I'm at Rome. <laughs> oh, I think you got you, got you. Yeah, because I'm I'm doing it on my TV. <laughs> yeah, I just added you. Oh yeah, on your TV, I feel that. Um, yeah, but while you while you add me, check out check out. Ooh, um, I love your freaking um, what is it called? Your profile picture. Oh my god, thank you. That was when my best friend came into town. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be my face for two hours for him, and it did, and it turned out so well. It did, girl, because <laughs> it's the glasses, it's the pink plump lip, it's the eye color with the. You know what? Love. Thank you, Queen, and I love yeah. your page as well. I love your whole thing with your wig. That looks so bomb, and you're like. Your bitty's looking good, girl. Let's go. <laughs> I'm here for it. Like, like TikTok, like, like, my podcast, like, TikTok censored. Like, you can't say dead. You'd be like unalived. <laughs> like, like, TikTok. <laughs> but you know how it is. Um, I love, I loved it. I loved your video for sexy. Like, oh, that, that was, that's, that was something I wanted to bring up and talk about. Like, what, what type of response did you get from your fans to that visual? Because everyone who's listening, you know, go check out her music, go check out her music videos and everything because she's going to be big one day mark my words like you are going to be on the move up once COVID is over and you can actually do some shows and like get your get your traction going you know amen to that but what was your question you said what was the response I got my question was like what what did your fans think of the visual for sexy 
Um, a lot of people were just happy that I even dropped anything. Like they were like just happy for me. That video was sitting on almost eight hundred views right now. And you know, it could do a little better. It could do a little better, but like that was the second video I ever dropped and I was actually like really proud of it. I feel that and like I love I love I love wigs and like figuring out wigs and being like, is it a bop or a flop? Because I saw your review where you were like, Is this a bop or a flop? And I was like, I'm gonna start using that phrase now because that's a vibe. Like you kind of got to see like what is what is it? You know what what's it on and everything. And you gotta you gotta find stuff for yourself and decide you know what you want your visuals to be. And you can definitely tell you were behind it. You were behind all the wigs, all the costumes, all the outfits. You know everything. Yeah, for real. And I'm I can real. feel like I can feel you behind it. Like, am I right? Did you do the costumes? You did the makeup, the hair. I do everything alone. Girl, me like, too. Girl, me too. Everything alone. Other than the fact that one of my friends, she records my music videos, and then I go to producers to record the songs. Everything else is all me. I mean, I love how you have the fatty cakes on your YouTube, but then it couldn't get on, like, Spotify and Apple. It's like, where's it at? Like, what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it said mm-hmm. that it, like, went on there, but then I got an email after saying, like, it failed to do so and to do it from a different device. So I was oh, just like... God. You know, I think I think it's cool that like you you just like do your best to get stuff out there and like you're gonna make it all out there, all available to your fans. And I, I can't wait to buy your merch. I'm so here for it. And like I don't know. I just I love your I love your um vibe, dude. Like I saw your video recently about the how men treat me online one. I saw that on your Instagram and I looked it up and I feel that like online versus in person, how men treat you. And it doesn't even matter, like plus size, curvy, skinny petite you know whatever you want whatever uh, well sorry english whatever part of the spectrum you're in like for how people label your body right like i feel like men have different like insults or compliments to say to women of different sizes Mm -hmm. in person versus online so like what do you think is the weirdest thing you've ever gotten online versus in person (laughs) (laughs) that gave me a a vietnam flashback oh no that meme (laughs) The 2020 meme where the chihuahuas like at the checkout. Your total 2020 gold. Yo, the craziest thing. Oh my god. Okay, so I guess I'll tell you the most recent thing. Um, so I was just minding my business on Snapchat, posting how I normally do. Um, and this random ass man hit me up, and he was pissed at me for some reason. I didn't even know this man. Like he basically was telling me. I was a hoe. He was saying I was a hoe, that I was like a bop and all these other words that mean, you know, sexually deviant woman. And he told me that I basically asked him the F a long time ago. And I'm like, sir, I don't know you from nowhere. You're like, I've never never seen you in my life. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't even know who you are. And the funny thing is, is I save, I'm the type of person who saves every single message on Snapchat. You won't get nothing past me. Like, I will save every message and we ain't have to save. So I'm like, sir, who are you? So you're like, yeah, there. if you were with talking with your friends or someone you knew, you would save it because he wants to see what they said last, too. Yeah, like, he was just Hell going on. off on me, like, calling me hoes and telling me that I was disrespectful to myself. And, like, he screen recorded my whole freaking story just to post it on his story and then blocked me from looking at his story. You're and like, then, why like, are you so petty? Like, why do you have it out for me, this random dude? Yeah, like, he re- we, we was going back and forth for a second so I was just like sir there's something wrong with you clearly so block sir there's something wrong with you I feel that one yeah then he had his friends hit me up and like dudes just like oh I added you for my friend's story I'm like okay well then I clearly don't need to talk to you (laughs) because you're like well then you can just watch like my my subscribe has so many subscribers that I'm like a public like watch page or whatever like like publicly so Mm -hmm. the thing about that is like then 
you know, you can start getting all sorts of crazy messages. So I, people sent me stuff like that too. They were like, who do you think you are? You know, you're out here. You look nasty, whatever. They're like saying all this stuff about me. And it's like, bro, I never asked you to subscribe to my page. Like, and then I just turned off my messages. I was like, only my friends can message me. And then I got so many less replies, but I got so many more screenshots and views. It was so funny. It was like, why are y'all watching me so hard? Like, why do y'all care so much about like my freaking avocado toast? <laughs> Yo, is what I'm saying. People are weird. Period. So but weird. it's because they like to watch someone doing something that they cannot do. And a reason why a lot of these people talk to people like you, me, you know, a lot of the best female rappers in the world like that is because they're jealous that we're going after our dream sis. And they can't because they choose not to every day. They actively, if you're not going after your dreams, you are literally actively choosing not to because there are people who literally work four jobs to make it work. That's true. That's true. Some people just don't believe in themselves. They don't think they got what it takes. And then they, they put other people on such a high pedestal. They, they don't know the value that they have in themselves. And those people who sit there and watch it and do all this extra stuff, harass you on Snapchat, even though you don't know who they is. Like, yo. Totally. Does Lizzo inspire you in that way? Like, because she's posted a lot recently about how, like, she loves herself and everyone's like, look, everyone wants me to face tune my belly and, like, smooth out my whole skin, but, like, this is how I look. Like, are you inspired by that a lot? Because I feel like so many women, especially black women who are bigger, have been changed by her because, because I mean, she's not making it like, okay, or whatever. Like, everyone's always been okay. Like, you should just be who you are. But like, society looked down on black women, especially bigger black women for so long. It's so messed up, you know? Society still looks down on black women and bigger black totally. women to this very moment. Like, it's just literally like... to this very second, fact. <laughs> yeah, but I love Lizzo. I appreciate and, and inspired by anybody who goes outside of society just to be themselves, to step outside of the realm just to live in their own realm. Like, I am inspired by anybody who has the guts and the balls to do that because you're literally fighting against the masses, against the majority, like, you know. And not everybody gonna mess with it. I mean, you're that B. You're a big dumb You know, you go hard and you don't let anyone F with you. And I love that. And, like, she, she inspired me a lot, too, because people always were like, oh, you know, you can't make it. And, like, all those negative things they want to say. And, like, being really fat phobic and being shameful of, like, having a larger chest and a larger butt, you know, like, all of that. And, like, using that to fetishize me rather than respect me for showing off what I have and, like, blessing the world with my appearance. Hello. <laughs> that part. That part, period. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. But yeah, you know, that's kind of how I feel about the whole thing. It's like, I don't know, like, obviously it's not like normalized yet. Like, I feel like larger bodies will never be normalized until society truly sees like women not as a commodity and they see women as a person or people rather. They see women as people. And that, you know, like no one goes after men like that. You feel me? Like, I've seen so many people go after you on your Instagram and you delete comments and stuff. Like, people, why do people go after us? Like, it's just weird to see people going after women who are just, like, killing it. Yeah, no, I don't really be deleting comments. They delete the comment for some reason. Like, ah! you know, I don't no, know. I love that. They're, like, afraid. They're, like, she They're like she goes hard. She goes hard. That really irritates me. Like, people will really go outside of their body to come and attack me or say rude things to me. And then when I respond, they delete it. Or sometimes right? they don't even give me a chance to respond. They'll, like, DM it to me and then block me. So I can't like say nothing back, but I can read it. And I'm just like, y'all. People do that to me too. They don't want you to reply because they know you're going to reply. <laughs> and people are just so weak minded. It's funny. That's facts. That's <laughs> facts. But you know, like with your projects, right? Do you have anything you're working on right now that you're going to put out aside from Fatty Cakes? Like, are you working on something in the studio right now for your fans? 
Yeah, actually, I've, I'm sitting on a few songs. I'm just ready to I'm ready to drop them. I'm just waiting on Fatty Cakes to reach a thousand. Like you know, I'm just waiting on it to reach some numbers because I love that. Yeah. Well, you should go for it. Like, just put things out when you feel like it. You know. You know, yeah. And I'm I'm not going to put it out yet. Wait till the time is right. You'll I'll give them the time to listen to the first the first bop, then they can listen to the next one. Yeah, but you know, it's all about timing because you can't wait too long. But I also like already like dropped a little snippet of the song on my little TikTok. So, you know. yes, I have to add you on TikTok. What's your TikTok? Um, it's the Mitten Princess. You know, just okay. I'll add you back. I'll add you back. I'll add you on throughout the show. But um, you know, it's it's been dope to see people out there making songs with their, I mean, making sounds on TikTok and Instagram with their songs because so many people are using our songs and we don't even know them. Like I look, I look at my sounds sometimes and I see like thousands of people have used it and I'm like. Look, if I can make someone's video dope by providing a dope song, I'm cool with it. Or if they can have a good time, you know? Yeah, that's fun. Literally, these girls, um, they they take the they took my song and used the I am the you characters to dance on them. And I actually thought that was mad cute because back in the day I used to play I am the you. And I'm just like, I will log into my account and teach these little kids something. Okay. <laughs> what? Right. You gotta keep them bopping. You gotta keep it going. Yo. I just thought that was a cute little blast from the past. I'm just like, dang, I ain't seen Iron Man you in a second. I feel that. I feel that. It's it's hard to it's hard to get your music out there. Like, I feel like we all deserve to be in big playlists. You know, it's hard to get on some big playlists. I just got on a really big one for the show I was on, um, called the Rebel Buzz. It's like an interview style show, and I got on some of Palm's playlists and those type of playlists. But you know, the place where it's at is kind of Submit Hub and like Soundplate and stuff. I've I've been feeling a lot of heat from those ones with my uh with my new songs like boss mode ashkenasty you know all that stuff um you should definitely check that out because you could get some heat on your songs oh uh, what was it again it's called submit hub and there's also um sound plate if you've heard of it mm, okay yeah but that's you gotta check that out for for your music promote it definitely daily submissions you know that's what i'm into like to get people onto my music because people have the impression that artists are so focused on getting the promotion but i feel like we as artists are more focused on making the content and the the music yeah i just feel like there needs to be something better and hopefully this app i'm doing the headliner show for this week will will do something um the one called music swipe hopefully that you know get some traction on my music i definitely think it will they seem like they're really dope and like i would just love to get some more fans listening to myself because i definitely do have those like twenty four thousand whatever followers on instagram and, and my, my fans on like spotify and apple and this podcast and everything but i would love to expand further out to other people who had never heard me before you know like people just hearing it like damn like i really like her you know like they just hear it randomly and they don't even know me mm-hmm. yeah like that's where it's at that's what i that's what i need definitely feel you yeah i mean even in la dude like this might give you some comfort like literally like if you ever think like oh everywhere was it like about la 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 you know even if you're in la there's not like that many opportunities because it's like the people who are at the very top one percent get all the opportunities you know like the biggest artists of course so it's like really hard to get opportunities but once you hustle for them like whatever city you're in you definitely can see some results I believe that. That's kind of how it is with, like, most of these industries. It's the people that put in the most work, I guess, of it. 
Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, those people who win Grammys and stuff, you don't even know they're, who they were or whatever. And they're a big composer. It's like, that's because they're behind the scenes grinding all the time. And like, you might not even know them, but like their music might be in Seoul on Disney or, you know, like whatever, like Billie Eilish's documentary soundtrack. It's like, you never know her brother made that. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that. You know what I mean? But then they win the Grammy and you're like, oh, okay. So you like see the people behind the scenes. I think those are the people who deserve the most recognition and the most, the most, um, the most love, like when in the awards and in the promotions, because those people had to come up on their own and like they didn't ha- they didn't have like an artist face to promote themselves. They had to like hustle behind the scenes producing, you know, and like engineering everything. Yeah, I really feel a lot of love for those people because my boy Charlie, who's my producer, he I'm going in the studio with him tomorrow actually to record another song for the new album. But um, it's really exciting because he really cares about artists and artistry and like tapping into your brand like he doesn't want to just make trash songs and make money off people you know like i've had producers like that before and it's like it's really annoying to deal with people like that but he really cares about the brand and wants to see me succeed and like those are the people who are going to make it to the top because they help other people along the way that's very true i'm always nervous about that like is this person that i'm working with are they being genuine you know like would they steer me in the, the wrong direction i don't know what you're talking about someone who was my producer came out as racist pro all lives matter pro hitler pro QAnon, all this stuff he said all this racist stuff against jews black people chinese people and i was like i can't work with you in good faith i can't and thank god i had finished up all my paperwork with him or i would have to go into some sort of like you know situation with him like fighting over the songs and the percentages and it's like i'm glad i, I tied all my ends up when i do because you never know when someone's gonna turn their back on you and act different all of a sudden you know like it was really disappointing and i felt like he was really steering me in the wrong direction you know Mm-hmm. it's like yeah. i don't want someone who's like bigoted or someone who like has biases against like different cultures and races to be working at my music like i'm jewish i'm 100 percent ethnically jewish and my family's from europe and stuff so like my family went through the holocaust and like he never thought that it was gonna be offensive that he said to my face like all this offensive stuff about like the holocaust and jews and like i have a lot of black friends he started saying stuff about that it's like i can't work with people who have anything to say about you know people of another culture or race being lesser than it's like we're all equal why can't you just accept that that bothered me i just had to i had to put that out there because it's like my brand like what the why the westies love me and why they love the arw thug juby brand is because of who i am as a person and and the the authenticity and the the ethics that i put into my music like i would never appropriate someone else's culture you know it's cool to joke about your own culture and stuff but you could never appropriate someone else's culture or you know be rude to them about it yeah, speaking of cultural appropriation, that's one thing that kind of annoys me. It's like when you tell somebody like, yo, what you're doing is like you're literally appropriating this said culture and they try to respond back to you with, it's not cultural appropriation, it's appreciation. Like, you gonna tell me, Person. yo, I, you can't force your appreciation on me. Like, you can't, you can't do that. If I don't feel appreciated by something, you can't sit here and be like, well, you should feel appreciated by it because I'm doing it out of love. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. Like, it's not okay to do stuff that's offensive to people, and especially, like, whoa, Vicky-type people or those type of artists who are white, but they're making themselves sound black or whatever. They're saying the N-word or they're trying to do their hair different or whatever. It's like, why are you doing that? And, like, my old manager made me get braids once, and I had to get braids for this TV show, and I felt so offensive. I was like, I don't want to be getting braids. Like, what is this? Like, why are you making me get braids? That's offensive. Like, and people are like, oh, it's just, like, appreciative of the black culture. It's like, no, it's not. That's rude. (laughs) Do you know how many people got fired over the last hundreds of years because of how they wore their hair? Because it was part of their culture? Yeah. Just messed up. It's just, like, I'm on the same page as you. It just bothers me. It bothers me heavily. 
that definitely wouldn't have been me. I don't. That's one thing that I've been nervous about getting into like the music industry for is ain't nobody gonna tell me what the fuck to do. You're not gonna tell me how to wear my hair. You're not gonna tell me what to wear. Like. Yeah, don't let anyone tell you what to do, girl. Like, I've made so much more money telling myself what to do and listening to my own intuition than than letting some men tell me what to do. Hello. Especially these men. They're really gross. (laughs) I feel like they're gross, exactly. They're just trying to appropriate us, especially us women who are of minorities in different cultures. Like, any just regular white girl, they're just like, oh, you know, skinny, white, okay, like, we can book you for a show. But as soon as you're different or you're from, like, a different race, it's like, oh, well, you know this time's better this time's better you know there's a little like discrimination there it's like yeah you're like why can't you just market to the right people your bar like (laughs) that would be fine (laughs) you told me you make all this money and you don't know how to market me like for real okay hello (laughs) (laughs) that's no that's facts and like you know there's gonna be a lot of people who will bs you to, to the top like they think oh you know i can just like bs you and like say i know this person say i know that person and it's like, no, you got to be authentic in the music industry and you got to like be real. And that's why I'm not going to be managed until it's someone who's like in my inner circle or they, they earn their way into my inner circle by proving themselves to me. I'm not going to work with someone who won't prove themselves to me or work hard on, on their craft themselves. You know, if you can't work on your connections as a manager, then I don't, you don't deserve 10% of my money. For real. And then people if like, you can't do that. <laughs> with false promises or like people hit me up, like let's work you don't hear from me again like no literally period like sometimes it's like you and me where we missed each other's communications but we got connected eventually but it's like if you really wanted to work with me you would connect with me eventually you know what i mean like don't be hitting me up out of the blue and then be like randomly oh let's work let's work all 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 over again when you when you won't even get back to me for real for real and it's like did you not read my last message like hello (laughs) i mean people are people are weird like that you know i feel like in the social media age like Everyone expects you to get back to them so quick. Everyone expects you to, you know, be able to do things at the drop of a hat. Everyone expects you to be like paying for playlisting or paying to play like on these shows. And it's like, it's like I used to have to pay the the like a hundred tickets at the door, or, like fifty tickets depending on the venue, um, at the door as like my quote unquote price to play there. When literally I could be making like five hundred dollars off those tickets. Like what? Absolutely. And they're like taking the money from me literally because they see that I'm a smaller artist and they see I'm Jewish and they see that they can prey upon me. And it's like I'm not doing no more shows where like you can take ticket amounts and, and take it as the promoter. I'm not doing that no more. Period. Mm-hmm. I just feel used sometimes in this industry. It's hard because it's like you have to really have people on your side or just be pushing for yourself with people close to you for your career. No matter what. Networking is everything. And that's one thing I really do need to work on because I'm so to myself. I feel that. Sometimes I'm kind of like to myself. And, and, you know, before I had my boyfriend, like I did not know what to do with music videos. I did not know what to do with like headshots for like the TV shows I'm on and stuff like that. Like he taught me everything I know about like that sort of stuff. Like, getting the crew together for the production and like getting negotiating the rates and like working with different producers and like acting and all these things i never knew about any of this stuff so i never knew to do it so then when i when i was out and about you know being the rapper i am like being myself being doug juby being rw whatever you want to call me i have a lot sorry my dryer went off i have a lot of different names like you so it's like you know they look at me up i want them to see good stuff you know but like at the time it was all like that memeable content i was saying like the face tattoo video like things that like were taken the wrong way, you know what I mean? Like it it gave me attention, but I didn't I didn't want the negative attention of it. Yeah. So it's like I really want to change my image and like be all about self love, like body positivity, like expressing your culture, like like supporting other people who you love, being grateful, working hard 
all of those values, I put those into my music and immediately my brand changed, like immediately like that. Like people, people came to me on Instagram saying, you know, you've really inspired me. Like, I really want to say thank you to you because you've helped me, you know, be in love with myself and accept myself and go after what I wanted to do and everything like that. And I, I was just so touched that so many people were affected by my music and my postings online like that. So I just kept doing it. And, you know, now I feel so much happier when I make music. I don't feel like, oh, uh, like, I don't feel, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like something I have to do. It feels like something I want to do because no one else is riding on it besides me. For real, yeah. Because, like, when you have people riding on your butt about it, it's like, I don't want you to be, like, all on me for, like, getting you money, boo. Like, that's on me, period. For real, like, this is my, this ain't even just my career, but this is my dick. This is my craft, you know? I totally feel you, and, like, I guess something else I would ask you about your craft is like, did you ever go like, were you ever trained as a child or in your teens by anyone musically? Because I feel like you have a very specific style of music. No, I actually wasn't really allowed to do stuff like that. Like really? activities and stuff like that. I was. Yeah. So, no, I never really got to do stuff outside of that. And that's probably why I'm so creative now, because like I was so suppressed as a child. What happened to you, if you don't mind my asking, with the suppression? Um, just... Um, I don't know. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to say it. I'm just I'm just wondering if there's anything specific, like, that why you couldn't do activities and stuff and, like, all that. Well, because I kind of basically just, like, raised my siblings, you know? Like, I was put in a position where I was bathing and watching them, taking them to school, you know? Like, and I kind of got forced into that mothering. You were the older I one. I was the second oldest, actually. Okay. So, yeah. Kind of just, you know, got forced to, you know, watch children that were not mine. So that stopped me from being able to do things like, like I tried to do choir, but it only lasted like a week before my mom pulled me out of that because I wasn't picking up the kids, you know, like stuff like that. I'm sorry. That's so terrible. I'm really, I'm really sorry to hear that. It's it's hard to like, I'm sure it's hard for you still to process that you never really got to have a childhood. You had to spend it taking care of your siblings and these other kids and stuff. And like, it's really good that you're reclaiming your childhood and reclaiming who you are by doing music and by putting yourself in this position to like create, like how old are you? If you don't mind my asking. I'm 22. You're 22. I'm 23. Yeah. I thought you were around the same age as me. Cause I'm like, you seem like you're really like mature for your age though. For real. (laughs) I feel like you've been through a lot. Like I feel like you're like, you have so much like PTSD from that, that you're just like, I'm just going to throw myself into my music. Cause like, that's what I have, and, like, that's what I am, you know? Yeah, you know? Do what make you happy. Do, do what makes you happy, and, like, I feel I feel like you feel the same way as I do, which is, like, you get in the booth, and, like, everything else instantly melts away and disappears, and you can just be truly yourself. Like, you don't have to bow down to anyone. You don't have to do anything anyone else says. You can just do you, and no one's going to judge you, and your fans will love you for it. For real, but that feeling ain't even really just in a booth. It's as soon as I hear an instrumental that I like, and you know, you get that spark. As soon as you just pick up your phone and you want to write something, you know, mm. it's like that feeling can be carried with me anywhere I go because it's in me. You know, it's my talent. It's, what it's your talent, me. exactly. That's how I feel. And when I left that producer who was like pro Hitler and stuff, this is what I said to him. My last thing I ever said. I said, just remember that I'm the talent and you're the person behind the scenes. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> and the people behind the scenes can always be replaced. So, just saying <laughs> that, that part. So <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny. It's like, bro, if you are literally going to call me the K word, like, I will 
end you. I'm done. <laughs> like, period. Yeah. Don't I mean, I don't know working. if you know about the K word, but that's like the N word for Jews. That's like I- what they called the Jews before they killed them in the concentration camps. Yeah, I probably don't know it off the top of my head. I ain't gonna say on this podcast, but (laughs) it's in my new song. It's in my new song, uh, Stan, with Sadie Stick and Charlie Johnson coming out this summer, so you'll hear it. But, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to, like, kind of take Jewish jokes and, like, Jewish um, cultural representations that were perceived as, like, negative or, um, you know, anti-Jewish racism. Mm -hmm. I try to use that as flipping it on its head, like, making fun of that concept. So, like, in my song Jewish-ish, I talk about, like, I'm on my Jewish-ish, like, mazel tov, be, like, I'm good at counting money and my people get at counting rich. Like, I said that because they literally killed Jews in the Holocaust for their gold teeth and for their jewelry and for their money. I like to take, like, offensive things like that and turn it on its head and make fun of it because I'm someone in the culture who can make fun of it. And I feel like that's really refreshing to some people because they never feel included in racism, like, Jews, because they look white. So it feels really good for them to be able to like laugh at their the jokes that people make about them and like be able to make their own joke about it and like you know be able to feel like like it's funny or like it's entertaining to them. It's not for other people, you know. Right. Like it's entertaining. Obviously, it's like comedy, right? Like you watch Fluffy. It's like about a Mexican guy, but it's like you can still laugh at like his jokes because he's the one making them. He's Mexican, you know, so he can make the jokes. Yeah, you know, it's like when people say like you can make jokes about your own trauma and stuff like that because you've been through it. So. exactly you've been through it and your people have been through it so it's like you know what if a black person wants to say the n-word wants to talk about slavery all of that like go for it like go ahead like do it like i feel like jews can talk about the holocaust jews can say the k-word jews can say all this stuff if they're making it a, a joke or making a point about it to the their people and to show people you know like people i think and i think people take that the wrong way like back to well vicky and those type of people you know we i think in this culture where where there's so much cancel culture we should readjust cancel culture to cancel those type of people that's true. Like, I feel like, why are they never canceled? It's like only people like Jake Paul who are canceled or like, uh, who would they are never even actually canceled. They just, maybe behind the scenes, still doing what they got to do. No, but they, they are, but they, their channels got demonetized. You know, they got called out and they got, they got banned off certain platforms. But I feel like the most offensive people are not. They stay on. Yeah. I can definitely see where you're coming from. But like I feel that I feel like social media is all kind of stacked against specific people. Like I was talking to my mom earlier on the phone and she was like, Why do when some people post weed, their entire account gets banned, but then other things post weed and they're like, We're selling weed. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's like, well, there's different rules in different states and like it's whatever. But at the end of the day, Instagram's just gonna keep the stuff up that makes them money and take down the stuff that they that doesn't make them look good or doesn't make them money in their opinion. Yep. And they think that they think, oh, you know, this person's small, I can just take them down. And it's like, no, you can't because like I say this because my Instagram was banned a long time ago, like two, almost three years ago, um, because my name was Thug Jupy, which is what people call me. You know how you have like Demon and Princess and all that? Like, that's what people call me, like Thug Jupy. That's what they call me and in general, period, like as my nickname, you know, and it's like my artist nickname. So it's like that was my username. It's like just because you think that something's offensive, like outside of the culture doesn't mean you can just like ban my entire page. It's like you could at least like notify me and be like, can you change your name? Like, they never asked. They just, like, banned it one day. Yeah. I just think it's weird. It's like, it's like I think all of us should be able to post what we want to post. Mm, yeah, I feel like that makes I feel you. Can't let people bring you down. You really can't. Or social media, even. Like, I feel like we all expect people to be fair to us, but, like, they don't owe us anything. 
People don't owe us anything, period. Nobody in the world do. Everybody I've never said period so much on a podcast, but I just feel that word right now. What? That's all I can describe things with, period. <laughs> I literally, though, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like we all have to come together and, like, change the rules on social media and, and you know, overall society and, and cancel the correct people and let the correct people stay in. Let the other people stay in, you know? Yeah. So, what, um, what, did you share the post that you was talking about on, um, Twitter? Yeah, I did. I can't find it. I'm gonna share it again right now and tag you. Are you the Mitten Princess on Twitter? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't use Twitter that much. Let me tweet again at it. I'm gonna at you. Okay. Oh, Daddy's Little Dom. Is that your is, is that your Twitter? Yeah. I love that. That's such a fun name. I just added you, so you'll see me. Add me. And I just tweeted at you. Are you a makeup artist? Yeah. Girl. What? <laughs> I was going to say, your makeup's so good. I was like, I was like, that's why I was like, I assume you did your own makeup. I'm not going to assume at the same time because it's so good. I was like, I don't know if you're an artist or what, but it looks so good. Yeah. I was self-taught. I've been teaching myself how to do makeup since I was like on YouTube. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I do. Yeah, me too. I I do all my own makeup, and I'm a self-taught makeup artist, and I'm not professional or anything. But when people see my makeup, they always think I hired someone to do it. I said, no, I did it. That's mine. That's my work. I love and I love your makeup on fatty cakes. I love how you're licking the cake. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like a, just the smallest drop of cake is in your hair. Yo, because I was getting I ate so many sweets for that video. I was just like, I'm so tired of it. Yo, I literally just smudged that on my face with my finger because I didn't want to eat anymore. (laughs) Yo. Yeah, I mean, I totally feel that. Like, it's like when you're in your bag and you're making your own stuff and you're just like having a vibe, like you need to just be in your lane like you need to just be like period online like i'm just gonna put this cake in my hair because why not yeah i literally why not video wait what did you just say i said i actually recorded that part of the video in my apartment oh my god no stop i was like wondering where that was oh my god i love that i was like when you posted, okay, now I'm seeing your Twitter. When you were saying that Fatty Cakes is for every fine A plus size B that's ever been talked down on, I was like, okay, period. Because literally, like, I'm not even plus size that people always call me fat my whole life. They're always like, you're so chubby, like, whatever. Like, it's like any type of fat. It's like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. That's just how I look. That's just how I look, boo. You're just mad that I'm hot, too. <laughs> You need that. You, we need that song for everyone who is talked down on or ever just like brought down by other people for how they look, like any way they look, you know? Yeah, people is just, you know, when you hate yourself, you hate on others. That's facts. That's facts. And I'm going to go a little longer with the show. We have like 20 more minutes. So I'm going to get into some of like your like Twitter, Twitter stuff about smoking. Is that cool if I talk about you smoking and stuff? Yeah, you're fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, so if you were in California ever, hit me up because I have a partnership with Amuse.com now, and I have a huge discount on weed. So if you ever want to be hooked up, you're in LA or whatever, California period, I got you. Okay, okay, okay. I know you smoke out here. I loved your 420 post. You know, I love 
I, I could never get a smoke cloud pick that's good. How did you shoot that? That was so good. How did I shoot that? Okay, so I basically just connected my phone to my ring light and um hmm, cause and I went to my normal like portrait mode and was just like taking like ten seconds like little pictures. Cause I'd be switching from my Snapchat camera to my um normal camera that comes with I feel you because Snapchat has mad cute filters. Yeah, but I like decided like I'm trying to chill on filters. I don't like the way I don't like the way I've noticed social media and filters and stuff like that actually what it's done to my head. And I'm trying to Dude, you're that. telling me no, my mom no. my mom is a dermatologist. She does like lips, she does filler, Botox, everything. And you know, I always have to stop myself from being like, Oh, I want my nose smaller, I want my lips bigger, I want my cheeks you know more full i want my chin less you know skin on it or whatever like i i want you know i want my chin to be like sucked in like kylie jenner like we're all looking at these people who aren't real people they literally have had surgery to to look like a filter in person and we're all judging ourselves against them i definitely feel you on that i know a lot of people struggle with that i wouldn't really say that's my case i feel like i'm very gorgeous and i don't really want to change anything about my face i feel that sometimes when I take the pictures, I like I disassociate from the picture. I'm just like, is that me? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. Like sometimes I like your filters look because it looks like a little like anime or like manga version of yourself, but it's like not you at all at the same time. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's why I try to stay. Away you try to chill on it, and I, I like I respect you for that. Like I think you need to like give that message to women. Like when you're really big, like you should totally put that on and be like, look, like be yourself. Because I love when you do your makeup, and I love when you did like that goth look. I love when you do rainbow looks. Like you change who you are with in person. You do it yourself. You know you don't, you don't like let people bring you down or, or let people tell you you can't do this look. You can't do that look. You're like, period. I can do all the looks, and I love yeah. when you do them. I I didn't even notice that was the case until somebody, until <laughs> somebody had missed. Yeah, you were me. like, I was just sitting down and doing whatever I felt like. Yeah, <laughs> like, you remember that challenge when it was like the DMX song that was Linda, and then you like went on with to say all the rest of the names. There was a challenge back in the day where like you switched it up with like every hairstyle or look you've done. Somebody was like, you should do this because you constantly switching it up, and like I had to sit back and like, oh yeah, I really do. Yeah, because I feel you, like, sometimes I do makeup that's, like, super, like, just, like, all black, all dark, like, black lipstick, and then another day I'll do, like, bright pink, like, 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 glitter, huge lashes, like, all different. Colors usually win for me, like, I only feel, like, in my big tick golf, like, phase, golf girlfriend phase, like, every so often. I'm usually just very colorful, kawaii, like, very Y2K, adorable type, you know. (laughs) Yep. I feel that. I mean, you gotta you gotta have your different like vibes. You gotta have your different looks. You know what I mean? Like you gotta have your own thing, and and it's important to be able to do your own makeup because a lot of people don't do that. They just look at what everyone else is doing, and then they feel bad that they're different. And it's like for so long in my life, I was like so mad that like I wasn't the person I was meant to be. And I'm like, when I see who I was meant to be, I'm like, okay, I'm literally doing it right now. Like I'm literally like going after it. Like. If you told me when I was 16 that I would be, like, going to Hollywood and, like, yeah, I'm saying, like, American Idol, you're going to Hollywood. It's not like that. It's, like, I brought myself to Hollywood, girl. Like, I did. I did. I worked hard to get it. And, like, I, I work hard every day to get the bag. Like, I work multiple jobs. I do multiple hustles I have to do to, to live where I live, to do what I do, to, you know, rap how I rap, all of it. You know, be able to afford all of the things I have to do for my music, from recording to music videos to promotion to press and everything. And I just, I just do it all myself. And it's like, you got to put it on you. And I'm happy to see another girl doing it too. And I'm happy to see you coming up in the ranks and 
and moving up quick. And I would love to see you do a collab with Rico one day, honestly. No, when I, I saw your tweet about Koyla, right? Being like, on per- you're all, she's she on perks if she thinks she's better than Rico. I was like, facts. I was like, Koyla Ray came out of nowhere with no more parties. I was like, it's over produced, girl. It's over for who? Yeah, but no, no, I'm saying it's overproduced. Oh, overproduced. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's cool to use some autotune sometimes, but like, I feel like there's some artists where like, they're literally solely relying on the autotune. I don't like autotune that much. I really don't. It'd be like hurting my ears. Yeah, it hits your ears weird. Like, I feel like people don't do it right, too. Like, if you're going to do autotune, you got to do a touch of autotune. It can't be like, like too much, you know? So it, so it sounds like a robot. <laughs> it's all I can put it as. Yeah, we like all I guarantee know. you. <laughs> sorry, I guarantee you. If you if you separate Coyle Ray's vocals from the track, it sounds like robot noises. <laughs> I saw the Twitter that you had about her. Coyle Ray, you were tweeting about her. You said if she thinks she's better than Rico Nasty, she's on perks. She's smoking perks. Bro, yeah, that's true. No, <laughs> man, that's back her. I feel I that when people who like you know dang well you know you may you know dang well why are you even capping? I feel I feel that I feel that I think like I think this is the time like post COVID right where like people are actually gonna let the artists speak out rather than than what they're being pushed from the radio you know what I mean like artists can actually have a stand for themselves online and promote themselves now with the equal footing to other people like back in the 80s 90s early 2000s right like it was all record labels pushing cds and whatever you know tapes like now it's like you could just post your stuff and it could go crazy you could just wake up and it's like millions of listens it's like i mean i'm ready for that day when i wake up and there's like millions of listens at capital record i have like 10 missed calls from them i'm like okay yes i'm here <laughs> I, I definitely feel you but everything happens in due time till then i'm really just enjoying my journey feel that queen you got to enjoy that journey and you can't let the pressure of like where you got to go take over where you where you are now like tonight is a full moon for scorpio and i'm a scorpio i don't know what you are i'm an aries you're aries i feel like you're some sort of scorpio in your sun or moon uh is there i think maybe i feel like your energy gives me aquarius damn oh we're both water signs then you know yeah Yeah. i remember there being some aquarius and i think there was some Sagittarius I haven't seen my chart in a long time I haven't seen my chart in forever girl but I was reading something today that was like tonight is the pink full moon and it's like gonna bless all of us and like help us get more toward our goals and our like experiences and like get everywhere we want to be with what we're doing and like I feel I feel that because it's like I don't believe necessarily in all of that sort of stuff but I like the message behind it which is like we need to accept our passions and dreams in life and have a higher vibration. We can't just like have what no longer serves us in our life, you know, like stuff that's hurt us or disappointed us or like brought us down in the past. Like obviously use it to motivate yourself, but like focus on like what's energizing you with your purpose and like your work ethic and everything. And don't let it, don't let anything hold you back or anyone hold you back. Like so many people told me, oh my God, if I told you, how- I went to all girls school growing up and so many people told me like, oh my God, like you're so annoying. You're so embarrassing. Like you're so cringy, whatever. Like everyone said I was so terrible, right? Like I used to make music videos when I was a kid on like iMovie or like iVideo, whatever. Um, and people would always like make fun of me and they would always make fun of me for making one's a little dicky, Hoodie Allen, you know, all the Jewish rappers, Mac Miller. 
Um, and I was like, I'm going to be a Jewish rapper one day. You just watch. And then now I'm out here doing a headliner show. They're paying for everything, taking me shopping, drinks, everything. Boom. For real. You got to manifest that. Bring that. This is my biggest career point yet, girl. I'm on a wave. I'm up here. Okay. We'll ride here that way, girl. White Queen. I'm going to be performing Stan for the first time ever, and it's not even out yet. Wait, the song that you said is performing around yet? No. Okay. Okay. It's lit. You gotta come. You gotta come to LA and and do a show with me sometime. Like you. Oh, once you once you have you need to have like an album. Once you have an album, we gonna do a show. I feel you. I definitely. I'm gonna put you me. on. I'm gonna put all the Westies on to you. Well, I, I'm, I'm putting you on right now too, but you know. Right now, I've been working on a, like a little EP situation. I don't know if I wanted it to be an album or an EP because I'm like, should I just do? If I do an A song, should it just be a freaking album? But I don't know. I want to start off small. Walk before I feel I'm you. You want to work up authentically because, like, it's like, yeah, you could pay for all those promotions and stuff. But like, first of all, I think we all don't got the type of money when we're starting out. I definitely don't. And second of all, it's like, then people aren't going to be authentically finding you. They're just like getting you through playlisting. So it's like, look me up, you know, find who I am, you know? Yeah. I just want to like, I don't know. I just know that whatever it is that I do like do is going to be mad different than what I've done. I feel you. Like you want the the people who vibe with your brand to find it. Yeah. And I just want to be myself you know like I can't just portray one part of me that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is only being seen as one single piece of who I am I hate that so much <laughs> like yo so like I need to reflect all parts of me because there's a lot of it <laughs> like in my music you know I feel you and like I, I totally get that because it's like you don't want to say one thing and then it's perceived as one way and that's like the only way you're perceived and it's like oh you're tacky or whatever it's like no this was like me showcasing one part of me and then you get to interpret the rest and you need to like see my character like throughout like the character arc of my career people don't want to wait for the character arc they want to just hop on the train of hating you until it's cool to like you and then they delete all those tweets i had a girl who tweeted that she she would kill herself if she had a kid as retarded as me quoting the tweet and i called her out i called her out today i was cleaning my camera roll from 2020 um and i saw that screenshot and i called her out and she was like i never said that i don't know who that is i said isn't this your twitter it's like, what? It's like, why, why are you going to be going off saying things about me? You know what I mean? Like, and take it back. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like people who, like, put on, like, a whole act to hate on someone so that they can get likes. It's like, why do you want to hate on someone just to get likes? And first of all, it makes you look bad. Second of all, it's like, why are you coming for me? You don't even know me like that. That's facts. But, you know, like, to wrap up the show, what would be the advice that you would give to other people on the come up? And what are your goals for your career in the next few years? I'd love to hear some more about that. Okay, my advice to people on the come up is to really stay genuine to you and what you want from this world. You can literally create anything, anything from this world that you want. So be pure and come with intention and do the best that you can, you know, like don't fall victim to what's mainstream. Don't fall victim to what people got to say to you at the end of the day you know you and you're the only person walking your path so you know amen to that period preach like that 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 really inspired me dude like for (laughs) real more more women especially need to hear that because i feel like all of us subconsciously because of where the world is at right now right like we're kind of affected automatically by what people say and what others have to say is in style you know 
and we need to be true to ourselves and that's how we're gonna be most accepted within ourselves i mean that's kind of how it is i feel that vibe it's 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 hard to think otherwise you know when you're someone like us who's up here and so confident and stuff but i feel like even people like us took their way took their way and we're still in our way to full self-love and self-acceptance yeah i am still on my journey i feel like it's a never-ending journey it never ends like i'm not even where i want to be with my self-love journey and my confidence journey i still have my faults and i still fall down you know but I'm human. Of course. But I like that you're real about it. You know, like, I like people who admit their flaws and admit their shortcomings and they, they admit where they want to work on. You know, no one's perfect. And, and, and I think in this country, especially in the United States, um, there's so many celebrities who don't use their influence for good and they use it to promote bad things. Like, for example, the other week, Demi Lovato hated on this furio company because she said, oh, they sell sugar-free options, but they don't label it as, like, diabetic. It's like, well, not everyone wants to be labeled something, girl. Like, you can't put that on other people just because you're a celebrity just because you have your traumas like everyone else has their traumas too maybe people don't want to be called diabetic maybe these things don't want to be these people don't want to be identified as these labels and and you know it, it it hurts me to watch people um you know alienate alienate audiences and alienate all of us like that because it makes you think oh am i supposed to be getting sugar free because i'm supposed to be triggered too because i was anorexic in the past you know like i look back on photos of myself and i'm like I was so, so skinny when I was anorexic and I always thought I was heavy. I always thought since I was bullied for being chubby, you know, that's why I became a fitness instructor and all of that. And it's, it's hard to, to watch, you know, people hate on you in the past and, and be able to accept yourself now. But it's like, look, like you have to look at yourself in the mirror and love yourself. You can't care what other people said. For real. Facts. No, it's, it's really true. Like, I used to care so much about what people said that I literally starved myself to look like what other people said I was to look like. And I was miserable with myself. I feel you. Like you're always saying, Oh, I need to be skinnier. Oh, I need to be I need to be this. I need to be that. I need I need a smaller nose. I need uh smaller boobs. I need this. I need that. And you know, you can get whatever surgeries you want to fix it. I definitely did. And it doesn't it doesn't replace self love. You have to get to that point yourself. That's true. That's what a lot of people don't understand. I feel like so many people need to hear that because it goes back to what you were saying, which is so many women are affected by these celebrities who get the surgery to look like the filters. Yeah, a lot of people, women, kids, even kids, yeah, kids, they think that they think they look weird because they're not, they don't look like they don't look like the reality. You know, they only see the expectation versus reality. Yeah, and I feel like if people stayed out of their phone and lived life and connect more, we would all be fine. Like. Yeah, if everyone looked up from their phone and used it to connect or communicate rather than to, like, suck their life away, then they could Mm -hmm. actually look up and see how great life is and be like, oh, I'm just going to go and live my life and not hate on people. Yeah, I was watching this (laughs) TED Talk when this girl was basically saying, like, um, she looked into the scientific research of how social media and, like, our phones affect our brain. And apparently there's a signal in our brain that understands when we're talking to a human. And if we don't hear a voice, we don't know that we're talking to a human. If I'm literally like emailing you or texting you right now, the signal in my brain that would go off if I was speaking to you like this would be like, it wouldn't go off if I was just texting you. So like we would, we are more inclined to be more ruthless and more hurtful because we don't know we're speaking to a human. You're behind a screen to someone else behind a screen. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just like... So they're so detached from the emotion of saying to your face, you're a B, or like, F you. Like, they're not going to say it to your face, but they'll say it to you online because it's just your name on the screen. Yeah, you know, like, they don't don't really understand. And I feel like if people understood what 
things do to us deeper and on the long run, they wouldn't do it, you know? Maybe they would, but I feel like we should all kind of take a step back from social media. For real. Totally. And I, I totally agree with that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I used to edit my photos a lot. And, like, I used to make myself look thinner. I used to make myself, my skin look smoother, whatever. Like Lizzo was saying, like, oh, I used to, like, pull my belly in or, like, whatever. And it's like, okay, if you want those results, first of all, do it in real life. Don't be like, oh, I can edit it. I can edit it. Like, like you know how people are like that? It's like, if you, if you want to look a certain way, do it yourself. Or, like, accept who you are. Or, like, whatever way you want to take it. You, you can't always be trying to change yourself and be like, oh, but this filter will make me look pretty or this post will make me look pretty because it's messing with our brains mm-hmm. because yeah. we're telling ourselves you're not good enough unless you use this face tune. You're not good enough unless you put on the snap filter with the big eyes and the hearts and the big lips or whatever. So I feel like our society needs to learn from that a lot. And like, like as someone who used to like edit a lot, that's why I post a lot more videos now and a lot more unedited things. Like I love me a good filter, you know, good edit with some colors and whatnot but i don't try to change how i look anymore it's like that's how i look just accept it okay exactly the only (laughs) thing that i really try to do when i edit my photos now is make them look as vibrant as possible and as yeah like bright and fun and colorful not like not like oh like sucking the waist and all this stuff yeah i'm not trying to look perfect i'm just trying to be myself out here and it's a struggle sometimes because i was out here trying to look perfect like and so it's kind of a struggle it's a mental battle between looking trying my best to look like the perfect version of myself and just being myself you know yeah totally and like I feel like it's so comforting to hear someone else say that like and one of the reasons why I don't do um video on this podcast is that like people feel so self-conscious you know when they look a certain way or like looking into the zoom camera you know they feel they're looking at themselves yeah. You know, they're, like, looking at themselves, judging themselves. You know, they hold back. You know, I feel like on this, you're, like, on the phone with someone, you're talking to someone, getting to know more about who they are and being – and understanding the person behind those social media posts. Because you're really different than I thought you would be on the phone. Like, you're very <laughs> – like, you like I don't know how I thought you would be, but, like, I, I definitely thought you would be, like, an artist who was really inspired. But, like, it sounds like you have a lot more behind your music than I thought, than I knew about, you know? And, like, I feel like that about everyone. Like, we all don't look into people too hard until we hear them talk or we – get to engage with them in that human way like we just see their posts and we see them in like little squares or like little posts online or whatever yeah we just see them as like a little little photo or whatever very true yeah but you know it's really great having you on the show and i'm really grateful for that message you just said at the end because i feel it like you know especially in preparation for the show like i'm trying to look as skinny as possible that's like i'm just trying to be like as, as direct as possible and as um what am I going to say? Like, re- I just want to be as real as possible with my fans, with you, with everyone. Like, you know, I always want, I always need to feel secure in myself. So I always need to lose a little weight to feel secure in myself. You know, it's like, I'll always have my whole life. Like, I will always have um, the the vibe to starve myself. And I, and I have to fight that urge and be like, no, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to eat clean. I'm not going to eat any fast food. You know, like, change that mentality and be like, I'm going to do this for myself and not for other people. And not so that I'm so skinny. So other people see it. I'm going to feel healthy and fueled. I'm not going to be you know, sucked into that urge again because society can draw us to toxic urges. Exactly. And like exactly. society, you, you can't let them do that to you. No. Exactly. You kind of just got to be the, you got to be the only person in your corner for real, for real. Facts. Facts. There's so many people who want to see you fail and there's so many people who, the thing is pain and sorrow and being low is relatable. Everybody has felt pain and everybody's felt sorrow, but not everybody's felt those high highs. And that's why people want to bring you down so much because they don't, 
feel comfortable with the fact that like they ain't never felt it before. Yeah, they never felt that way before. And if they even see the photo of you feeling that way, they're like, I got to bring it, her down. It disrupts their spirit, for real. They don't for even real. need to see a video of you feeling that way, girl. They just need to see the photo of you being happy. For real, for real. <laughs> let, let them see an eyebrow in place. Oh, this, she doing good for herself. And now I got to attack her. And hello, yes, hello. I feel I like whenever I have my I best mean. makeup, actually, people always are hating because it's so perfect because they couldn't do makeup like that on themselves. Man, that's what I'm telling you. When I first started doing makeup, like my own family used to talk mad shit about it. But now, oh, me too. They'd be like, "What's wrong with your eyebrows? Like, why does your eyeliner look all like nasty?" Are you telling me I was like a prostitute and stuff like that? But now I got them same people in my DMs. Can you be my face for this day? Sometimes when I'm outside of Hollywood Boulevard, people ask if I'm a daywalker because I have such like intense makeup, and it's like, girl, I'm not. But thank you. <laughs> my thing is, is like, why? Who gave you the confidence, the galls, and the balls to even approach me, asking some stupid ass shit? Even like approach that? me, <laughs> like, yo. even look on my page, even look at my face, <laughs> even look over in my direction. Period. For real, asking dumb questions. I know your teacher said there ain't no such thing as dumb questions, but that was stupid. That was a dumb question. That's like the one of the dumb. There's like five dumb questions. That's <laughs> one of them. Period. Um, yeah. but where can people find you? Okay, everyone, follow her on Instagram. The Mitten Princess and Twitter Big Dom B or what is it? Um, Daddy's Little Dom. Daddy's Little Dom. What else? Um, my other Instagram is at it's a B thing with the underscore at the end. And you know my YouTube The Mitten Princess. Mostly everything you'll be able to find me if you type in The Mitten Princess. Amazing! I love it. Well, it was so great to chat with you, girl. And like, I would love to connect out of the show and help you with your distribution and maybe do a song one day who knows i'm just like vibing here send me a beat and you already know i'll hop on it okay well maybe i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a verse ready for you in the studio tomorrow like a space okay. for in the song. let's go okay. let's go depending I on the like beat like mm, mm, if i feel it i'm like mm. i had something on this album you got to be on because we are like the next generation of freshmen xxl like hit list you know you up know and comers youngins you know keep, keep that right in your heart spread that yes that. amen Spread that's that the energy. Word, that's the word. We the next. We the next. Mm. Watch it. Watch me, watch you, watch you, watch you, watch it. Hey. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, it's so great to have you, Dom. I love your vibe and I love you. And I hope that you have an amazing night. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you. Bye, Queen. Bye. Mwah.